Brian Johnson is a 45-year-old social media influencer from Texas, and whether you're the target audience or not, you've probably come across one of his videos before. He calls himself the Liver King, and he's infamous online for posting videos of himself eating raw meat. Now, the Liver King has come under some fire because it's been revealed that he actually uses steroids in order to achieve that physique that he touts as being a result of his different diet. It's so serious, actually, that he's now facing a class action lawsuit for $25 million in damages. My name is Ludwig Hurtado. This is the Food Futures Podcast. And on today's episode, we're joined by the writer Jack Bachman, who wrote an essay for Mold Magazine about the Liver King long before he was embroiled in any sort of scandal. We're going to talk about the ways that the raw meat diet and fitness culture in general are linked to problematic ways of thinking and are about a lot more than just food. Take a listen. Jack Bachman, thank you for coming on the Food Futures Podcast. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. Yeah, how are you? This Liver King news is really interesting. So (laughs) he recently came out and and put out an apology video, right, saying that he... um, has actually been doing steroids and he's been lying to his audiences for a long time. Yeah, um, yeah, he's been doing steroids the whole time, which makes sense because he's like so veiny. Um, I mean, there's just no way that you can keep that kind of pump uh, sustainably. I'm not a bodybuilder, but like you watch the videos of him like dragging a sled with his children behind him and he's already like, you think he's going to explode. Uh, there's just no way that he could have done that without some kind of enhancement. Right. I mean, so for those listening who don't know about the Liver King, do you want to give them kind of like an idea of who he is and what his deal has been? Yeah, the Liver King is a uh, kind of a, I guess the best way to describe him to me is this. He's a like lifestyle influencer that's specifically focused on like uh, bodybuilding and this sort of perversion, I would say, of like, whole foods um, type thought where you just eat like really healthy and organic stuff, but he's doing it from this perspective of like, oh yeah, we should prioritize eating raw meat in our diet, which is this really surprisingly old uh, trend or or thought uh, that extends from a dentist in like the 1930s, I think, who was sort of obsessed with studying different, the teeth of different cultures, which feels very colonial. (laughs) And orientalists, like you would go and travel the world and be like, oh, wow, so you eat a lot of raw meat and you've never had a cavity and, and like publishes studies. And um, all these people, of course, had like higher iron counts and lower sugar counts uh, in their bloodstream than the average American at the time because they weren't eating as much sugars, um, which like seems obvious, but he neglects in his research. But yeah, so Liver King was an influencer for this kind of lifestyle uh, that's sort of like trad and, and like right adjacent. Um, and then he used that to pivot and launch his own brand of raw meat um, and raw diet infused uh, protein and like other diet dietary supplements. So I mean, that's what that's that's the interesting thing. He's he started off, and this whole thing is like we're going back to primal times, right? We're gonna eat like real men used to eat, and yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, but then, but then he's selling, he's selling pills essentially that are like, are they pills? Is he selling pills? Yeah. Yes. There's, I think if I remember right, he's, he had both pills and powders um, and like really like intense, like well done branding, frankly, on the website. Um, 
but yeah, there's pills and powders. And it's, to me, I think that's the thing that was so fascinating about it is that it's this guy who, I mean, there are facets of the raw meat diet that their whole bit is, oh, we let our meat ferment for two to three days before eating it. It's called high meat. Uh, and it's supposed to like increase the probiotics uh, in, in the meat, which is a little unsettling. Um, but yeah, and then he's kind of the opposite. He's like, oh yeah, like if you can't eat raw meat all the time, you should use this very futuristic process that no primal man had ever had access to in order to like supplement that. Um, I have a distinct memory of talking to a, a friend of mine who's a bookseller uh, about this. And he was like, there's a theory floating around. And he really believed in it, that the liver king himself is just an advertising persona. Um, and I think it, it does kind of track. There's a really great interview and profile on him from GQ. And he talks about how before he was like, he doesn't consider himself, his real name is Brian Johnson. And he doesn't consider himself that anymore. Like the liver King as a persona totally changed and, and uh, saved his life basically. Uh, so I believe that he's just method acting. Yeah. It's a really, it's a really drawn out performance. I mean, it's working for him so far. He's, you know, made a lot of money off of it. I mean, he just, he joined TikTok, what, in 2021 and has just blown mm -hmm. up since then. Yeah, 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 he's blown up. And I mean, it's kind of his, his it's, his stuff is abject. Um, I mean, like writing this Liver King essay really just started out with me tweeting, like, I need to know what Julia Kristeva thinks about this video of the Liver King having raw salmon eggs spawned into his mouth. Um, because like Chris Davis' whole thing with objection, at least the part that I remember the most is she talks about like the skin of warm milk and how that's like this disgusting, like that film is sort of like nauseating, but you also, you're like, oh, but I'm here for the warm milk because you can struggle through it. And that's kind of what I imagine going through his head, right? It's just like, I'm going to do this horrendous, awful thing, but I'm doing it for the views and then I'm going to get my protein pill money. Yeah, I mean, so do you think now that I just wondered, like, did people actually think, you know, who were the guys who, who saw this guy and were like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get this jacked because I'm going to eat raw meat and I'm going to look just like him. And I'm sure he's not doing any steroids. Like, I can't fathom who that is, but I guess that is a, a probably a big chunk of his audience. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to fathom because and I don't have like a like a lifting routine or anything like that. But my friends who are more into working out and lifting will just candidly say every single one of the lifting and workout influencers who are doing some form of bodybuilding are on steroids, like everybody. Um, even if it's just creatine, like there's some kind of in introduction of like this new chemical um, to the body to add mass. I think with the raw meat diet, it has um, kind, of, kind of like I mentioned earlier, that like whole foods trend where people who want to feel as though they're rejecting modernity or post-modernity or whatever, you know, intellectual era they consider themselves living in um it's a really good way to do that because it's so outside of the norm and it, it is like very hyper masculine in a way uh i can't imagine the liver king with going and paying 300 dollars for a really nice like sushi and sake tasting but you know in both those situations you're just eating raw meat right right i mean yeah there's there is this idea of wanting to go back to primal times because you're, you're trying to undo the supposed harms of modernity right and in some ways i get that like i i you know we talk about 
the effects that modern the modern diet has had on climate change and you know these yeah. there are there are real ways that modernity has sort of you know and industrialization and all sorts of things have harmed our planet our bodies in certain ways but it feels like there's something not said when you have a bunch of incel type bros like saying that they want to go back to primal times or like that something has something has been wronged in 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 current in the current moment you know there's something about like reclaiming their masculinity and it's like what do you really mean here are you really wondering if it's gay to cook your food or is it like <laughs> like fellas is it gay to cook your meat before you eat it, it but you know when you when you say you want to go back to primal times what exactly are you meaning there you know it's it, yeah, it's it's this completely willful, I think, misinterpretation. Like, if you really want to go back that far, the hunter-gathering days, we're talking about a primarily, like, scavenged vegetable and fruit diet. Like, we're talking about picking seeds up off the ground, and occasionally you've, you know, run into a deer and you've, you're able to track it. Like, we're not actually talking about this abundance of like hunting and game. So already, it's this imagined persona that these people are going into. Um, but I think that it's a lot of times easier to believe in a story, right? Like they're buying into an archetype um, as opposed to buying into like the truth, which is a lot more like complicated and, and reasonable and nuanced. Um, I mean, archetypes are always on some level fascist. So, yeah, you know, I've been watching these YouTube videos and, and reading your essay and just like, I'm hearing a lot of that sort of sense of like, we need to, it feels like we want to return to misogyny in a way. And I know it's just about, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's under the veil of fitness. Right. But it does make you wonder like what, what more is going on there. And I will say, I mean, I, I've been on a, a fitness journey myself and it's interesting. Like fitness has sort of disrupted my relationship with food in a way that I've tried to mitigate and it does mm -hmm. like the more you work out, the more the more the more I go to the gym, the more I start seeing more and more fitness content on my page. And I, I start seeing people like blending raw meat into their smoothies in the morning so they can get the highest amount of protein with the lowest amount of calories, right? Like that is the that is always the goal. It's like you want to get as much protein as you can without actually eating as much food because you don't want to get fat. And it's like this really unrealistic ideal that is sort of pushed on you. And I've noticed online that can be pushed like the algorithm knows that that i you know i'm trying to get more fit and mm -hmm. it feels toxic like i feel like it's starting to seep into my mind where i'm like oh i should really just eat a bunch of chicken breasts every day and that's sad that's such a sad life you know i, I love food and um yeah well, do you do you get any of like the um i also find that the more i go to the gym the more i get gym content popping up um, for me and sometimes it's food stuff but I feel like I I like and follow enough like vegan cooking bloggers that it's like admitting it like balance itself out but the thing that I noticed the most is that uh like the the actual like gym humor I'll get like these like gym joke reels pop up and they're just kind of like really childish or not yes yeah, like immature sort of you know middle school locker room misogyny yeah you just revert back to like core sexism at the end of the day yeah oh yeah again it's like it's like this idea that 
the more we become educated about the world and realize how messed up things are, like the more we lose our masculinity. It's just it's such a it's such a flawed um concept. But I mean this this idea of of eating raw meat itself is really old. Like you were saying, it was started in the 30s, right? Did you say by a dentist? Yeah, yeah, I think it was the 30s. Um, yeah, there's this dentist who, I, I wanna say he was from Ohio or something like that. Um, but yeah, this dentist who was obsessed with the idea that we could positively impact our dental health by alter like eating better, which makes a lot of sense. Um, he's also the kind of fa father of holistic dentistry, which is this movement that um, we have like teeth meridians uh, that depending on what is ailing us in the body in our mouth is gonna be telling us what's going on in the rest of our body. Uh, which, I mean, there is probably, like I think there's a lot of validity to that kind of like holistic health, but over time, uh, not only does it like originate with this study where he's traveling the world and he's like, oh, like these, like the, this other, doesn't eat as much sugar as he eats more meat and doesn't cook the meat and doesn't have cavities. So they're healthier, um, which is already, you know, very messed up and, and neocolonial. Uh, but yeah, it just over time becomes sort of perverted and uh, taken on by different influencers who are then writing books and doing their own historical research. And I think that, I mean, anytime you're writing something, you get to assume the position of an expert. And so there are some of these people who uh, are, and unfortunately the name is escaping here now, but the primary high meat type influencer who's all about fermenting meat, like he just has this massive blog where he talks about like, not like gender in a like strict performative way, but about like chemical imbalances between like men and women and the ways in which uh, meat fermentation can affect your fertility. Uh, which is why is it Heidi Klum who I think like was on the Rami diet for a little bit? Am I remembering that right? I think it was Heidi. Was it Heidi Montag from the Hills? Yeah, it was Heidi Montag. I knew it was a Heidi. Um, but yeah, like she was on it for a little bit. And there are, I mean, yeah, there's some validity to it, but you also can end up like Jordan Peterson, who is on the Rami diet, and between that and his benzos, landed himself in a coma. So well, J James Blunt, like ended up in a hospital too for for yeah he got scurvy no way see it's like if you you want to go back in time fine you're gonna have instant diseases like scurvy which no one gets anymore who gets scurvy? Yeah. all you have to do is eat an orange like once a day or cook with a lemon two times a month and you will probably be fine but um i think that's the danger of following nutritional advice from someone who you're just seeing on I mean, not like social media, but more importantly, someone who's advertising their lifestyle as opposed to like actual information. Right. Because then you get people who are following the liver king who's hopped up on steroids and says that uh, a cow heart is making him more manly and is trying to con you into buying a testicle from your local butcher. Well, okay. Here's my thing. Yeah. I mean, there's jokes to be made about like these hyper hetero guys, like, putting testicles in their mouths and thinking they're manly, but I'm not going to even go there. But like, <laughs> forgive me if I'm, if I'm like just not getting it, but I under, I sort of understand the the thesis of like eating all this meat is going to get you really jacked. Like that makes sense to me. 
but I never yeah. really understood why you were not cooking it. Like, is the idea that you lose something by cooking your meat? Yeah. So when you cook your meat, um, I want to say it's at about either 120 or 135 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, but there's a certain temperature at which a lot of the enzymes that are actually like providing and, and facilitating the transfer of nutrients in the body start to die out. So by not cooking your meat, you're maximizing the nutritional gain. Yeah. And the idea is because we're letting it ferment for a while, we're lose we're going to kill some of the like toxic. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're killing more deadly, um, more deadly toxic aspects or, or like critters in the meat for lack of a better word, but we're also allowing those enzymes to become grow and develop a little bit more and have more of like a probiotic nature that's going to balance the gut imbalance that comes from eating so much raw meat. A lot of the, the, the reasoning behind like going vegan has been like, we need to return to, because I think there is a fair argument in saying that like, you know, we aren't supposed to eat that much meat. And actually this is not how our bodies are designed. And, um, you know, a lot of vegans will say, you know, that like, it's not really natural to eat meat. And I, I think there's an interesting sort of balance there in that like both, you have people on both sides sort of making a similar claim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think it's interesting, too, that um, there's sort of this, I don't want to ascribe like body dysmorphia to every bodybuilder or to like every vegan. But there is, at least in those discourses, there's these images, right, of like, oh, you have your like meat eating, like jacked bodybuilder and you have this like scrawny vegan, which isn't really the case because... I mean, food affects everyone differently for one. Um, and, but for two, like, yeah, you, you are then maybe if you're buying into this discourse that like eating uh, a steak extra raw or extra, you know, extra rare, like just straight out of the fridge is going to like, I don't know, get you shredded and give you six pack abs and some nice packs. Um, yeah. There's, there's a disconnect there that obviously involves, you know, some kind of personal, either dissatisfaction with how one looks or like some kind of like moral impulse or ethical impulse, I think, to, to live in a certain way. I mean, the arguments for being a vegan so that you can reduce your carbon footprint are really good. Yeah, there is this this constant sort of like, if your ideal body type is that body type of a cave person or, you know, like these were people as in the images we've seen, right? Like people from these time periods were so, so fit. And it's like, yeah, they were starving and they had to walk everywhere and they were like, you know, doing heavy lifting and they had to, you know, they had to hunt and gather. And it's like, that's not how we live. And maybe we need to rethink, you know, our bodies needing to be that way. Our bodies are sort of, maybe they are how they look, how they look now because we live in, in the society that we live in now. And I'm not saying it's perfect. Like we do oh, live yeah. sedentary lifestyles. Like there's, there's a balance, right? Like we don't need to revert totally back. I don't think. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, not to, um, I want to be sensitive and not sound fat like fat phobic or anything when I say this, but I think like some of these people just saw Wally and, you know, like in Wally, like they just, they're, everybody lives in these, like in these automated wheelchairs on a gigantic space planet and they can barely take a step. And I think some of these people saw that and were like, Oh, the future is going to make us like, you know, corpulent and morally corrupt and, and we're going to be living for hedonism on our space cruise so we have to pretend we're cavemen now which is foolish and reductive 
You're so right. Yeah, I think Wally created the Liver King. I I really hope so. I hope his therapist has notes about Wally somewhere hidden away in, in their notebook. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and I mean, I think in the well, I think in Wally, I haven't seen it in so long, but like food itself in Wally is something that's like fairly instantaneous. But I don't remember if it's as like science fiction as in the same way that a lot of these nutritional and diet supplements are. Yeah, I don't, I can't remember. I haven't seen it in so long, but there is this like, this, this idea that we're being alienated from our food, the more that we progress into the future and the more that technology helps us make and cultivate it. And I do, I mean, that rings true a lot, right? Like we don't farm our own stuff for the most part. And we don't really see how our things are made and we eat a lot of processed foods and I don't know. There is, you know, I can understand how you can get down this path where you're like, yeah, the way we're eating today is messed up and what we're doing to our bodies is, is harmful. And, you know, I, I get it, but it's, it's really dangerous how, you know, you start, you, you get like an inch of, of reason and you go down this path. Uh, you know, yeah. Business. Yeah. I think that was like the hard thing for me when I first started writing this, piece was that um i mean bless isabel for being a great editor the first draft is total screed because i was just so upset about these people i mean the best part about them to me is that they want you to have a relationship with your local butcher but um yeah they're also just like completely like they're not actually engaging in food for fun and joy and as someone who has like a really like difficult relationship with food but i love eating and i love cooking uh the idea that you can take joy out of food and instead turn it into like fuel and technology really it rubs you the wrong way but it's the most telling really i mean in a way it's the most indicative of the entire charade is that yeah you know i'm selling you the idea of of authentic of authentic eating and living and but actually it's so manufactured and that you know even metaphorically like his his whole persona is sold as authentic but like you said earlier it's probably all manufactured it seems to be a big advertisement it's a business and you know it's it's a successful one it probably will stay successful even after the steroid um you know scandal because i mean the truth is one i think this is a this has garnered him a lot more attention and two i think a lot of the people who are interested will probably just be like yeah i'm gonna eat rami and be on steroids like it's an extra you know, it's a cheat code to even hack my body even more. Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, I think I'm sure right now, like his brand is like followers are, are settling, but even if it turns into something where he's like a, like a complete like farce uh, of a person and he's like a, a generic used car salesman persona of uh, raw meat and like protein supplements. There's no way, like, with a brand that strong, there's no way he's going away. Right. Well, I guess we'll just have to keep watching. Jack, thanks so much for, for coming on the podcast and talking about this. It's fascinating, and I hate it, but yeah, I can't look away. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's absolutely horrifying, but someone has to witness it. <laughs> <laughs>